This is the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Michael, what do we have planned on today's show? First up, in our Trends and Insights segment, Janelle will be talking with naturopathic doctor and thriving entrepreneur Joni Stanislaw. Jody talks with us about the growing desire for group-based programs rather than traditional one-on-one coaching. Next, today's success interview is with amazing business and lifestyle coach, Vanessa Shaw. Vanessa will talk with us about how she's taken big, bold moves in her business that have led to incredible success and how you can do the same. In our Business Builder segment, I'll be back to give you some tips and strategies for scaling your business no matter what business you're in and who your clients are. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper and let's get started. First up, it's Trends and Insights, your insider's look at industry changes being leveraged by today's most successful coaches, speakers, and authors. Today we're talking with naturopathic doctor and entrepreneur, Dr. Jody Stanislaw. I'm excited about the insights you're going to share with us today, Jody. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm happy to share. I know we were just talking about it being a couple of years since we had interviewed you on a previous show, so I'm excited to hear what's changing. Um, But I want to start this conversation by asking you, what current trend are you seeing that's impacting coaches, speakers, and authors? What I'm seeing is the the love and demand for community-based online programs. In our world today, we, are, we can be so isolated and people are running so fast. Even if you live in a house with a family, it seems like families rarely sit down to have dinner together. And we evolved you know, through millions of years sitting around a campfire together or having meals together and really being bonded uh, with each other. And even in, these, even in major cities, there is such... Um, you know, the tragedy of this isolation and depression. And so even though that we're working online um, and we're getting our messages out there through our blogs or our um, videos on YouTube, um, the thing that I see that's really taking, um, taking front and center is like the desire for people to connect and have community. Absolutely. So are you talking about... In person, online, or both that you're seeing? 
Well, really both. First of all, we know video now is the most effective way for the marketing message to get out there, much better than anything that's read. So even mm -hmm. though video isn't community, it's still more live person interaction. And then the next step is you know, all these like Google Hangouts or Zoom meetings or Skype meetings where you can, um, you can bring your clients together in a visual format. And um, then there's of course online forums um, for my patients my diabetic patients, I have a private forum that's not Facebook. I mean, Facebook is nice, um, but uh -huh. you don't really highlight each participant. Participants can still kind of shy away and you never know who they are. And so uh -huh. I have a format for my patients. Um, you know, I work with patients all over the country individually, but then I bring them together twice a month where we all get together on the phone twice a month and talk about living with diabetes and other health-related things. And um, they also have an online forum where everybody's name is, is, you know, visual, is right on the front page. So you see everybody that's in the group, and I keep it to less than 12. Mm -hmm. And they get to, they, they've already like flown to visit each other. My patient in Seattle went to Alaska, and she met my patient in Alaska. My patients in the East wow. Coast, they've all met each other. And now I'm creating a retreat in Sun Valley, Idaho, this uh, it's going to be in. You know, I'm, I'm hoping to do an annual event in June, where all of my patients can come together, and we actually have a weekend where we get to be in person together. So, you know, I had a lot of patients that I worked with individually, and you know, they felt they felt very transformed in the work that we did together. But it wasn't until I brought this community aspect of the weekly, of the biweekly phone calls, of the online forum, and now my retreat that they're just, I mean, they never want to leave my community now. They, they still are, you know, following my work because they feel so attached not just to me but to my community that I've created. So it's, it's, it's more fun for coaches. It's more fun for authors. And it's, definitely more fun for our clients and our followers. Absolutely. And I think it's really important for people to have that community because you can learn from each other. You can learn from people who are going through what you're going through. They may be a step behind you um, or they may be a exactly. step ahead of you. And either way, you know, you can learn from them or you can support others. And I think so often we try to figure things out on our own and we spend so much time reinventing the wheel when we really could be learning from others who have been yeah. been there, done that, and you know it it does make you feel like you're not the only one going through it, which you know when we have our e woman network events, people come together and they share challenges in our wisdom circles and right. I love the fact that people say, I thought I was the only one that was going through that, right. and they find out there's yes. a whole table full of people that are going through exactly <laughs> the same thing you know that it's so true. I literally just had a patient yesterday. I mean, I, was, I said to her, I said, you know, you're doing great. I don't really know how I can help you anymore. Your diabetes is great. Your blood sugar levels are great. Your nutrition is great. Your emotional health is great. You know, all these different areas that I help her with. And she's like, well, Dr. Jody, I just, I just love the community. She's like, I don't, I don't want to not, you know, she, and she says on the forum where they kind of interact and they, there's a daily question list where I ask them every day, how are you feeling today? How is your nutrition today? You know, how is your 
blood sugars today. And so everybody kind of answers the daily question, and then that gives them the invitation to interact with each other. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, I did that too. Or someone will pose a question, and they'll be like, why my blood sugar level goes crazy after I exercise? And then I won't even have to pipe in, because patients that have followed me for so long, they know the answer already, and they're sitting there answering the question. And then my patient yesterday, she was like, I can't tell you how much I love being in the community. I don't like to talk to anybody about my diabetes, and I don't even know these people. But the, the anonymity of, of, you know, the forum makes me feel comfortable to actually open up. And now they are kind of getting to know each other. But it's just been it, – it, it's even better than if you were just like an in-person support group every day because in-person support group can still be really intimidating. Um, and, you, you know, you can't attend from the comfort of your own home. And so especially in my case when I'm dealing with patients that have type 1 diabetes, there's a lot of things that people are struggling with and they think they're only one and they're too embarrassed or they're too shy to bring it up. But it's so easy on this forum. And then they not only realize they're not alone, but then they start giving advice to each other. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's really beautiful. They, you can learn so much from, from each other. It doesn't just have to be the head person involved. No, absolutely. And you actually, um, a couple things came to mind when you were talking. I think having those daily questions and accountability is really important. I know at one point when I was going to the gym to work out with a trainer, you know, it got to the point where after a short amount of time, I knew what I needed to do. I knew how to do it, but having that accountability of someone mm-hmm. being there that I had to meet really made me stick with it. And mm-hmm. when you're meeting in person oftentimes versus in an online group, it's hard to carve out that time to go. And so I think it's really important to have people people have options of what works for them. And mm-hmm. I love the fact they're having conversations because oftentimes you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what questions yeah. to ask. But when someone <laughs> asks it, it's like, oh, now I get yeah. it. You know, it, it yeah. kind of puts a lot of the pieces together that we're missing. Yes. Yes. And that's the one thing I love about today's, you know, time, it, the world that we're in today is that, there isn't such a hierarchy of, you know, this person is this smart and this person's even smarter and then I'm going to put this person way up on a pedestal. I like to think that we're all more like, more able to just be like, we're all people. We all have different levels of knowledge. Let's all share it with each other. And, um, you know, in the, in the physician world, it, you know, our, our grandparents grew up with, you just do what your doctor says and that's it. And I think, you know, we've got to respect people that are very well, you know, schooled and educated. But I also think in today's world we have to realize that you can't expect one person to know everything. And Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to honor the power of a group, um, to honor the power of the people that are well-skilled, but also honor the power of the people that are asking the questions that remind the skilled people that the beginners don't know anything and you're talking Mm -hmm. above their head or, you know, so every person no matter where they are in the life cycle of the topic of the group or the, or the, you know, the knowledge of the group has a really important role. 
And um, I certainly don't know absolutely everything about type 1 diabetes. I mean, I know a lot, and I know more than most physicians that don't see mm -hmm. type 1 diabetics all day every day and haven't lived with it themselves for 36 years like I have. But mm -hmm. I still learn wow. from other people, and um, my patients get to learn from each other. So that's the other benefit of the power of the group. It, is, it doesn't just fill that hunger for community, but it really brings out different levels of knowledge that if anybody is only depending on one person, you would not get. No, absolutely. And I think whether it's your health, whether it's your business, whether it's mindset, I think that we all need to be an advocate for ourselves and not just rely on, we certainly want to rely on the experts to guide us, but I think oftentimes there are so many factors and variables that go into things, we can't always think to give the person we're talking to every piece of information, so we have to be able to ask questions if it doesn't yeah. quite sound right or we don't understand it's important to ask those questions, and I know that experts want that because that yeah. helps put all the pieces together. Well, we all know that our favorite part of a conference is Q&A because that's when it's really mm -hmm. like when it really gets down to how do we apply this. You know, I mean, you can get lectured to, and that's fine, but when it's Q&A and you start getting questions and people get involved, I mean, that's, I mean, even as a speaker myself, that's my favorite part because then I get to interact with people. Mm-hmm. You really get to hear what they're asking for, what they're looking for, um, mm -hmm. what some of those missing pieces are, and that helps the experts really be able to serve at a higher level, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I love being able to interact with my clients. Absolutely. So I'm hoping that if our listeners are already not part of a program online and in their community, that they look at getting connected. Jody, how can our listeners get in touch with you and learn more about you and your business? Absolutely. Well, I am a holistic physician, so I, I was trained as a primary care physician with a holistic approach to treatment. So I do, I can work with a very wide range of patients if it's fatigue or weight loss or, you know, candida, sugar cravings, all of that. Um, however, my specialty is type 1 diabetes. That is the, um, I'm very passionate about helping people with type 1. Um, I do work with some type 2 diabetics as well. But if you want to also just talk to me about my, you know, how I've done my business, um, my website is drjodynd.com. That's spelled D-R-J-O-D-Y-N as in Nancy, D as in David.com. Um, and there's a contact link there. However, one of my favorite little freebies that I love to give away um, is what I call my, it's a nine acronym. Um, the, it's called my Be Awesome formula, and Be Awesome is an acronym, and each letter mm -hmm. represents the nine essential principles that can change your life. And um, it's really what I apply when I'm helping patients make really healthy habits stick in their life, you know, finally eating healthy, finally meal planning in advance, finally going to bed earlier, finally meditating in the morning. And it's the, the key principles that really help you make those healthy habits stick. And so you can, you can gain those nine principles by going to beawesome.viprespond, which is like a very important person, right, VIP, and then the word respond.com. Mm -hmm. So that's just simply beawesome.viprespond.com. 
com, and then you can just enter your name and email there, and um, it's a PDF I put together that explains um, the nine principles. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been wonderful talking to you again. You are so welcome. Thanks for reaching out, and I, I love sharing my wisdom with your audience, so thanks for having me on. And I'll have to check out your um, Be Awesome formula. So thank you. You bet. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we need to take a real quick break, but stay tuned. When we return, it's our success interview. You don't want to miss it. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, Janelle McCauley. Today's success interview is with an amazing business and lifestyle coach, <coughs> Vanessa Shaw. I've known Vanessa for years and really watched her as she came to this country, really took what she knew, built her business and her brand, and she's got so much to share with us, so I'm really excited about our conversation. Welcome, Vanessa. Thank you for having me. Great. To, I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about as well. Well, you've got such an amazing story, and you've taken risks that a lot of people say they want to build a business, they want to be successful, but they're not willing to take the risks. And, you know, you've done that. I'd love to start our conversation by having you share just a little bit about your story, how you started your business, and it's really evolved. So share a little bit about that, because I think people get stuck in what it's going to look like, and you don't always know until you get into the process. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to kind of start halfway through this story, you know, this current story, because I'm going to start from the time that you met me coming to the States, because um, there's always different versions of this. But, you know, basically, I was pursuing my own dream of sort of wanting to live an adventure. I was, you know, I was coaching when I was back in Europe and realized I was coaching people to sort of go for their dreams and, you know, make some big, bold moves in their life and realized that I really wasn't doing that for myself, you know, and I held up that mirror. And and part of my own dream was to come to the States and build a business here. So that really meant a blank canvas, Janelle. I mean, when you and I first met, I mean, you were one of the first people I knew because I came along to eWomen because I desperately needed, I needed everybody, right? I needed mm -hmm. friends. I needed, <laughs> I needed, you know, new clients and, and all sorts of things. I was, I was just an open book. And... <clears throat> You say taking that risk, I mean, it's one thing when people say start a, you know, they want to start a business. I mean, that's, it is a really big leap to do that. 
But what I did was I moved, I sold up everything in Europe. I got my kids out of school. I mean, we sold a property there. I came on my own to the States with two children whilst my husband stayed behind finishing out his career. He actually stayed in Europe for nearly close to two years. And so I was starting a brand new business on the other side of the planet, right, where nobody knew me. I mean, nobody knew me. They didn't, you know, uh, you know who's this girl with the English accent? And basically, you know, came here with the risk of having uprooted my family to prove that I could do it, you know, because now everybody was looking at me to say, okay, so you've made that big, bold move. Now let's see what (laughs) happens next. (laughs) So there were a lot of eyes on me, (laughs) certainly from back in Europe saying, okay, let's just see, what are you up to here? Well, you know, it's interesting because so many people often say, they really have a dream and they want to do something, but they're not willing to take the steps. Now, what you did was extreme, and I don't think many people would do that, which, I mean, I understand that, but oftentimes it is taking a step outside your comfort zone. So how did you decide that it was the right time? Because that's something people always ask. How do you know when to do it? That's such a great question. And, and, and yes, I love what you said. It's always a step outside your comfort zone. If, if, I mean, that one of the first things I would say to people is if they think they're going to pursue a part of a dream even and expect it to feel comfortable, then you're never, ever, ever going to move ahead. I mean, it will always feel uncomfortable to different degrees. And I think the other thing is there's that sense of you're never going to be ready 100% either. There's always going to be fear and doubt and those other questions that come into your mind. But I knew uh, by being really honest with myself that I was at a point that, you know, if I carried on on the same path that I was on, I was basically coaching myself to say, well, if I stay on this path, my life is going to be very predictable. I, I would have been able to predict what my life looked like five years, 10 years, 15 years out into the future because I was on a path. And then I had to say to myself, that's not okay. It might be okay by everybody else's standards, but it's not okay by me. And so a big part of that first step is about that honest-to-God truth that we have to have an honest conversation with ourselves about, you know, this is not okay. I want more or I want something that's different or whatever that is, that that thing that we want to move towards. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, yes, it is. It's about laying out, you know, some sort of a plan to get there. Now, I'll be really honest. My plan, once I'd made the decision and I'd actually got my husband on board, because guess what? We were married and... (laughs) I wasn't, like, divorce wasn't part of the plan. I mean, that wasn't part of what I was looking to change. I was just Mm -hmm. a, you know, woman wanting to pursue her own dream of a a business. And um, so when we first had that conversation, the plan had a timeline, which was three years. And what was interesting is by the time I'd sort of made that decision, I thought, there's no way I can wait three years. And we then sped that up. So I was, I had left everything and I'd moved to the States within about 11 months of that initial decision being made. Wow. And, you know, you said a couple of things that were really interesting um, and I think really hit, hit home. You know, you do have to step outside your comfort zone. And we're never 
100% ready for what we're going to be doing. So if people are waiting for when everything is perfect and everything's aligned, it's not going to happen. So admit that you're just going to stay where you are. And that's okay. People don't have to do it. But I love the fact that you said be honest with yourself because I think oftentimes we it's it's an alternate reality. We tell ourselves, you know, if we just do this or, you know, it's not that bad, yet we're we're not happy. We're, you know, always looking for something else. We really have to be honest about what we want. And mm-hmm. I love your question with, are you okay with it or do you want more? And once you really answer that honestly, I think things start to come together exactly the way they need to to accomplish your dream. They Well, they sort of they do and they don't, right? And again, this is part <laughs> of that honesty conversation because I think there's too many people out there, frankly, that are teaching, oh, you know, once you've made the decision and you've stepped forward, like the universe is going to conspire to bring it to you. Uh, not exactly. Frankly, really not exactly. Um, A, you never know how it's really going to look. You'll have some ideas. And for a lot of it, I didn't have too many surprises. But, you know, I didn't expect to sell my house <laughs> at the speed that I sold it, for example. That was part of an unexpected part of the plan. And I found myself actually living in a hotel with my kids and animals for five months in mm-hmm. back in Europe. <laughs> um, other people might go, well, that sounds good. I mean, that was a really painful part of the plan for me because it was really not that pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as well, the other thing that happens is oftentimes, you know, in the moving towards that goal and, and wanting to move towards achieving that vision, the universe is going to actually send you some challenges to see how committed and serious you are. Mm-hmm. Now, what most people mistakenly do is they use those challenges as a reason or as an excuse to back down. And they kind of go, well, this has got to be a sign. Like the universe doesn't want me to have this. It's not meant to be. It's not the right timing. And it's, we've, got to, we've got to really shift our mindset around it and go, okay, I'm going for something bigger and bolder. It means that I've got to de- develop new levels of resilience, build some new muscles, some skill sets here. And these challenges are actually opportunities for me to do that. But that, frankly, Janelle, very few people see it that way. And I hear so many people just go, yeah, it's not the right timing. This happened. And it, you know, the universe told me that it wasn't my time. No, the universe doesn't do that. Well, and I also think that when you start, when you make that commitment and make that decision and you're really ready for it, what happens is we start taking steps and then when you get a little bit further down, the vision of where you thought you were going is not really the final vision. I think oftentimes we think we know what the final vision is going to be or where we want to be. But as we start down that path, it's almost like your GPS in your car. Things recalculate, the other things come up, and we make shifts. So we may end up at a very different place than what we envisioned. And I know for you, you know, you were doing your coaching, and you, the thing I loved about when you came over here and started, you really hustled, you met people, you talked, and really got to know and listen to people. But you also made some shifts in the things you were doing, and you started building on it and have really evolved to an incredible place with your business. Thank you. Yeah, and thanks for saying that. And and the truth is, Janelle, I mean, I would say 
Is my business today a big part of what I envisioned many years ago? Yes and no. I mean, there's a part of it, honestly, today I kind of pinch myself going, really? Wow. (laughs) You know, because I didn't actually dare to think that so many of the good things would even happen. So I agree with you that, you know, we've got to be open to possibilities and options along the way. When I first came here, I sort of, you know, was still even keeping an option open for, you know, being in the executive world and, you know, working with executives, which is a lot of what I'd done in, in Europe. And as you say, it was, the, it was the speaking to people, listening to my own heart, you know, finding out what people needed that really started to form this solid foundation of the business that we've got today um, and started to, yeah, take me in wasn't a a different direction but I think it strengthened the direction and you're quite right that it's kind of I sometimes see it as like climbing up a mountain or you know going out for a good hike and you you go around the corner and there's a view there that you couldn't possibly see from where you were at before Mm -hmm. so we we have to be open to what does it look like, you know, and sometimes it's going to be very steep. You know, we've had some scary moments as well where I've also had to go, wow, am I really up for this? And those moments of self-doubt. And and then there have been those moments where it just all sort of feels like, wow, we're on a really great path right now and it's just flowing and, you know, the speed of it's just happening perfectly. So it's, it's always those twists and turns that we have to learn to navigate and not, you know, frankly freak out about. (laughs) No, we do. And you also got really clear on who you wanted to serve and work with because so many coaches, one of the challenges I believe is they they say everyone needs me and... Mm. You know, we can't serve everyone and serve them well. So getting very clear on who we want to work with, who are our ideal clients, really can you know, really put us in front of the right people also. Oh, absolutely. I mean, being a generalist is just not a way to grow a sustainable business. Um, And again, it's just not a way to develop expertise as well. I mean, you know, as coaches, people are coming to us and they want resources and solutions and systems. And I know that there's a whole world of coaching that, you know, says everybody has the answers within as well. And yes, I subscribe to that too. I mean, I'm a very highly qualified and credentialed coach. And for me, it's a sort of and-and, right? It's like, yes, we've got resources within and we look to experts for some guidance. And if you're the generalist, then you've just got, you know, bits of knowledge across the board and you don't get to deepen the, the, the expertise that you've got. And that's really what we've been doing for the last four years is saying, you know, the mi- it's really the micro-business owners are our audience and, you know, the large majority of our audience, um, I mean, like 95% of it or even 98% of it, are under a million dollars in revenue. Um, in fact, actually, the bigger chunk is under, you know, is under, you know, a quarter of a million and, and under six figures. So we're really in that micro business uh, space, but we know how to help them, right? We're really super confident that with the right people, we know exactly what they need, and we're always developing more services to support them because now we know our audience. Mm -hmm. I love that. We need to take a real quick break, but when we come back, I want to continue the conversation and talk about really how you work with people and how they start to make that transformation. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. 
Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, John L. McCauley. In our success interview today, we've been talking with Vanessa Shaw. She's a business and lifestyle coach, and if you missed the first part of our conversation, you need to go back and listen to it. She's got an incredible story and really challenges the way people think about the steps you need to take to create a successful business. You need to really get outside your comfort zone. And I love the fact that you say you're never going to be 100% ready. And be honest with yourself about what you want. And the great thing, so go back and listen to that if you missed it. And I'd love to switch our conversation a little bit, Vanessa, and talk about products and programs and how you work with people. And I think one of the things that um, you and I have talked about is that you really turned that on its head and take a totally different approach to where you start. A lot of people start low end and then there's starting, you know, at the high end. And I'd love you to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Because again, a lot of the, I mean, again, if we, and we look at what we're taught in coaching school, you know, in coaching schools, which is very, very different to, in fact, it's complete opposite of what will actually work in business. So, um, you know, coaching schools do need to sort of change the way they're teaching things. But, you know, in coaching schools, we're taught, you know, you, you pretty much sell by the, you know, the coaching session, you give a free coaching session to sort of, you know, wow people, and then you're either going to bundle those together, and it might look like sort 
sort of six coaching session package or even charging by the session. Mm-hmm. And then I think what a lot of people do is they realize that, that that model isn't going to work. And then they think, well, they need to create some sort of product that they can leverage, put online. And it's typically these products that are, you know, under $497, you know, anywhere between 197 to 497 And the thinking behind that is, well, the internet's a big place. Everybody needs my services. You know, they quickly do the math. Well, it would be so easy to get, you know, 100 people into that program, and then they start to look at their cash flow like that. Um, But the model is really, really faulty in its thinking, and so we've turned it on its head. And for a couple of reasons why we completely turned it on its head is that if we look at the results that people get from those types of programs, I think the staggering statistics is sort of like a 90% plus never ever get completed so Mm -hmm. if we're looking if we're looking to get results and really help people well we don't get to help people if they're just spending money and they're not doing anything with it Mm -hmm. so that's that's one thing. Secondly, and we won't even go there, but it's back to the challenge of if, you try, if you've ever tried internet marketing and trying to get eyes on that product and get people to buy, it's a very, very, very complex process. You need a lot of internet skills, but you also need massive numbers to actually make it work. Mm-hmm. And so by understanding our audience, I mean, we're in the business of business growth and personal transformation. I mean, that's, we, you know, we transform businesses and people from the inside out. And it takes time, Janelle. You know, I'm not promising my clients a magic potion. You know, I can't create them a, a multi-six-figure business in a weekend and for them to test it and get results and get all those clients. So we always started out by saying, you know, really honestly, A, what do the clients need to learn? Um, what's, what are the sort of training modules that they would need to go through? What's the kind of support they need from me and my community, you know, ongoing? And we came to the realization that it's absolutely a minimum a year's commitment. Um, And we learned that by my very first program was six months back in Europe. And we got to the end of the program and all of the clients that were in it at the time testing it said it just wasn't enough time. It just went too quickly. Mm -hmm. Right. So it was tested. And everything that we do, as I say, is built on that long-term commitment so that we're, you know, taking people through the curriculum. They're experiencing the ups and downs because that's what needs to happen and testing things as they go. But they're getting sustainable results, right? In that time that we work together, they're building on what they're learning. It's not just a quick fix or a quick tactic. And we've honestly built the whole business that way, which means for us, We've got very consistent income. We don't have the ups and downs. We've built a you know, wonderful community now as well. And the, you know, the beauty of that is the clients get amazing results. So, so many of them come for a year and then they stay. You know, we've got clients that have been with us now for three years um, because they're getting results. They love the community and they love what they're learning. So we've got some very loyal customers as well with the brand. I love that. And it really, what you're doing again is you're listening to what people need and you're attracting the people that are really committed to being there, to showing up and really listening to someone who's been successful at doing that. I think oftentimes, 
um, people do create those programs and then put them out there and they're not doing the networking. And that's what I love about eWomen Network is building the relationships, building the connections. And I know, like you said, and I mean, I watched it when you first came here and started to meet the, the people and that really helped start to propel things because people got to know who you were and what you had to offer. And it makes a big difference on people wanting to know more. Absolutely. And I still do it today. I mean, last night I was at an event. Um, I'm, I'm actually at an event at lunchtime today. You know, it's an event that I'll be speaking at later on this year as well. But I agree with you. I mean, that constant networking, I mean, it doesn't matter what level of business that you're at. And I think that's when people are lower down. They think there's this magic pill that you get to at one point and then the business is just going to miraculously work by itself. Um, the truth is it gets easier and easier because you you know what to do, you have a bigger team, you've got bigger resources, right? So it gets Mm -hmm. easier, but you've always got to keep your eye on growing the business. And, you know, for us, it's really important that we're out in the community, building those relationships. And so that people, you know, they know me, they know what I stand for. um, And we're always looking for new, as I say, new collaboration partners and to find out what's, you know, what's happening in that community around us as well. Absolutely. And just like you say, there's no magic pill. Collecting a business card does not mean you built a relationship with someone. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I, I laughed, Janelle, because I think about and I always used to say that when I was first in town, I didn't realize that I was prey to so many people that just thought they would sell to me. <laughs> um, and, you know, yeah, exactly that. You know, they'd get my contact information and then, you know, phone me up. And there was no relationship whatsoever. I mean, it was just they're trying to pitch their services and clearly thinking, well, I was the new kid in, uh, in town. And so I needed everything. And the truth is, I did need an awful lot of things, but there was no way um, that I was going to be just buying from strangers without that relationship. So when you know, if people aren't building that relationship, it's such a turnoff. Um, and particularly, again, it's, as we grow the business, we need those relationships. We need that foundation. It's like me with you and Michael. You know, we've known each other now for four years. Mm-hmm. We don't see each other the whole time, but we're aware of what we're both up to, right? And, you know, at any point I could, I could refer somebody to you or introduce them, you know, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just so, you know, so important in business to have that and not just feel like we're just doing it with a, a bunch of contacts and strangers the whole time. It is. It is, absolutely. And I know you talked about, um, you know, accountability and taking action. And I think when you're developing products and programs, testing is really important. And then making modifications, you're never going to have it perfect the first time. And, but it's listening to what you do, you know, listening to that feedback and then taking action. So often people think that, and I've seen it over and over again, and I'm sure you have, someone thinks what they've got is what everyone needs and it's not them or what they've created that needs to be modified people need to think about it differently and you know I challenge people that if you're getting that feedback there's something going on and you know listen to it don't discount it and black hat it because there's a reason you're hearing it and getting it yeah, and listen, and we're, we're about to actually create, you know, a, a brand new product. So, and it will be a much lower end, you know, uh, it's like going to be like an eight-week program, all about being able to command higher fees, right? And that's basically because 
across the board, I help our clients, you know, double, triple, quadruple, you know, quintuple, you know, their fees. I mean, mm-hmm. sort of amazing stats that we have on that. And even though I've been doing that for years, we're going to be running this as a beta program. You know, we're inviting our own clients into it. We're going to be inviting other people into it at a much lower investment. And as you say, it's testing it. It's getting the feedback um, and me not thinking that at this level, I know exactly what people need because we're often very distanced from it and we don't have the language around it either because there's one thing I may well deliver what people need but if I can't deliver it in the words that they can hear it I'm not going to be any further ahead so again we've always got to test and developing a new program and a product with feedback is the really sensible way to get a profitable business Absolutely. And that'll be interesting. And people really need to to make sure that they connect with you and um, check that out. Because I've seen over and over again, when you've had conversations and in training, that, you know, you have conversations with people and really get them to shift the way they think about what they're charging, about what their value and their worth is. Because oftentimes we get something in our head, whether it's those stories we grew up with, whether it's what we've heard in the past, and we're not charging and we're undervaluing what our knowledge is worth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I know you do, um, or you were doing, are you still doing one-on-one coaching with people or are you doing just pretty much your programs? I do. I mean, I still have, and that's because, I mean, I I really still love my one-on-one clients. Obviously, we don't have, you know, I don't have that many of them because I just don't have the capacity and we're running a business and I've got a Mm -hmm. team and lots of other things going on. We've just introduced a new program um, and that's it's called Stella and it's for the people that are on the sort of, you know, quarter of a million dollars and above track they're all between a quarter of a million dollar and a million and there we you know there they do get private coaching with me Um, and then in our group year-long program I have a handful that have opted to work at a higher level so that you know I do keep my hand in on the on the one-to-one and as I say I love that Janelle and I don't Mm -hmm. see really don't see that changing um but then for the other of course we've leveraged and we've got these you know wonderful group programs where there's still there's a ton of contact with me and support um and you know they get the one-on-one when we're we're at our live events but they don't have me as an ongoing private coach um you know i wouldn't be able to build the business and (laughs) keep my own sanity if i could if i was offering that to everybody No, I absolutely understand. This has been a great conversation. How can our listeners connect with you, learn more about what you're doing, and get plugged into your community? Yeah, the the, honestly, the easiest way is to go to vanessashaw.com and just opt in to get our sort of free tips and, and inspiration there. We put out videos and different, you know, blogs and articles and invitations to live events that are also very low investment so, you know, people can come and learn workshop style with us. And that's just a way, great way to start that connection. Perfect. Thank you. And we will put a link to your website on our Turn Knowledge to Profit radio page also so they can connect. So thank you. As we wind up our time together, can you give our listeners just one piece of advice that they can use to scale and build their business? Oh, my gosh, one piece. Um, Can I do kind of like two, just putting together our cheat? One is if you really want to build a business and scale it, start before you're ready. That would be the quick piece of advice. And absolutely 
absolutely invest in high-quality coaching and mentoring for somebody that's further ahead on the path that you want to be on um, because trying to figure it out all by yourself in, you know, in whatever stage of business is guaranteed to slow you down and if not even send you out of business. So that would be my, my nugget of advice. Those are both great tips. So thank you so much for your time today. It's been a wonderful conversation. Oh, thank you. I've so enjoyed it. Thank you for the invitation. We need to take another real quick break, and when we come back, it's our business builder. So stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we're going to talk about scaling your business. I think scaling your business is so important and I think it's something that helps people go from just working one-on-one hourly to really leveraging their knowledge and I think it's something that almost every coach, speaker, and author can use. Don't you agree, Michael? Oh, absolutely. I agree. I mean, if you have a business where your time is required to provide the services um, to grow your business, you really, or to grow your income, really, you basically have two choices. You can either work more hours or you can charge more per hour. And in a lot of cases, either one of those is not a good solution. So you really have to scale the business. And by scaling the business, what we mean is serving a larger audience with your uh, your message, serve, getting more people more uh, getting an ability to serve more clients without having to work more and more hours. No, I think that's really um, something that a lot of people are talking about because they're saying they don't have any more hours to book one-on-one clients. They're already working really long days. And by scaling your business, you can really leverage your knowledge in a number of ways to get out and increase that reach. It's a win-win. You know, we talk to a lot of coaches, particularly, but also speakers and authors who say, well, I I can't really scale my business because I work with one on one with clients and every client's unique and um, I have to be there to serve them. And there's really nothing I can do except just work with them one on one. And, you know, my response, not out loud, but my response in my head is, Um, that's just not true. I don't even know your business yet, and I know that's not true. Um, There are lots of ways that you can scale a business, even if you do one-on-one coaching. Uh, Even if you're a hands-on coach in particular, you can still scale it. So, you know, what you start to look at is, 
even if you work one-on-one -on -one with each client and each client is unique, are there certain things that you can do or, or are there certain things that you do every single time with every client? And if you really examine the process you use, uh, I suspect that there are. And if there are, then why not automate those parts? Do it in a questionnaire, do it in a video, do it in an audio, do it in a book, do, you know, however you do that, but in some way that you don't have to spend the time doing it every time with each client. Absolutely. And I always go back to an example that someone shared with us a while ago when they challenged a practitioner who said they had to do it all one-on-one. -on -one. It was a chiropractor. And remember, he was able to do a lot of what he did by creating some videos, creating some trainings that were reproducible that didn't take his time. And to me, I always remember that example when somebody says, you can't do it, I have to do it one-on-one, -on -one. it's all unique. If someone like that can do it, anyone can do it. Yeah, that's a great example. I remember that client and uh, he started out saying, hey, I'm a chiropractor, I obviously I, I manipulate um, each person separately, differently, they really can't do it without me, I have to see each patient. But as we began to dig in more and more into what he actually did, it turned out that that was absolutely an important part of it. But a large part of what he did was talk to the clients about proper nutrition, talk to them about pop, uh, proper posture, talk to them about uh, bad habits like sitting in their office and hunching over the computer, uh, those kinds of things. Well, he found out that he could deal with each of those things either through a video or an audio that his clients could listen to. He didn't have to sit in the office and explain all that information to them. He could provide it to them, um, just go download this audio, go download this video. Hey, go read my ebook on that. And then what he found was he spent a lot more time actually working with the patients, but seeing a lot more patients in the same amount of hours. So how can someone get started scaling their business? Well, um, you know, getting started, it, it, first, what you have to do is decide that scaling is right for you. And for some people, it's just, it's not that they can't scale the business, it's just they don't want to. Um, and, you know, it just depends on what stage of life you're in, what you expect out of the business, how many hours you want to spend, those kinds of things. But, um, you know, once you decide that, um, then the next thing to look at is what are those things that you do the same with every single client? And before you say, I don't do anything the same with every single client, I would challenge you to really look at the process and really say, you know, what do I do? Um, something as simple as putting together this radio show, uh, I used to in the, in the early, early days, and Janelle remembers this, I used to actually uh, have a one-on-one -on -one telephone call with each potential guest, talk to them about their business, talk to them about what, if they'd done interviews before, really interview them in order to do the interview. Well, what I found was that over time, I moved some of that into um, specific emails. I moved some of that into attachments to the email. I moved some of that into other venues or other uh, media where I could just send that out and it basically did the same thing 
as I had been doing. I mean, it, it asked them all the pertinent information that they needed. I found out how many interviews they'd done. I got copies of previous interviews that I could listen to. Um, you know, I rather than spend a half an hour on the phone with them, I spend less than five minutes sending them a, a pre-done email that has all the necessary attachments and everything. So in that respect, we've scaled that business very quickly. And it's really important to remember that you can do it. You have to shift your mindset. You have to shift what you think is possible. But if you take a step back and look at what you're doing every day, you're going to see that you're doing similar things over and over and over. And that's the perfect place to get started. So when someone's ready, they know they can scale, they've identified what they can scale, then what do they do? Well, I think that the, the other piece that we haven't really talked about yet, which is so important, is not just scaling your knowledge, which is what we have been talking about, but it's it's finding what activities you're either not very good at or you really don't want to do or you don't have the, or are not a very good use of your time. Um, so and finding other people to do those. And that's part of scaling as well so that you're spending your time on the highest and best use. So um, the first place that most people go is to a virtual assistant or a VA. Um, the virt we have a VA that takes care of our website, that um, does things with our database of, of clients, that it basically takes care of all of that administration um, that we were doing before and does it for us. So we don't spend any time on that. Now, um, is it an expense? Absolutely. I mean, we, we spend, you know, very modest 35 to $40 an hour uh, on that VA. But if either Janelle or I can spend that same hour out talking to clients or networking or uh, doing billable work, we're making far more than that 25, that 25, 35, $45 an hour that you're paying to a VA. We are. And what she can do in 15 minutes would take you, because I know I used to yeah. watch you do it, would take you two hours. So it's costing you hundreds of dollars to do what she can do for 30 to $40. So it really does, it's a good cost benefit trade off. And I think everyone needs to really look at that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know it's, it was hard for me to take, but, you know, because I guess <laughs> I, I think that, you know, of course, I'm the best at everything I do. But uh, it turns out that there are other folks that are actually better than you, better than me at doing whatever it is they do. That's their specialty. So, you know, you can look at a VA. The other place you can look is at accounting, um, you know, taking care of all your receipts and your, you know, all your business expenses, those kinds of things, doing profit and loss. Uh, statements for you. Um, those are a couple areas where you can outsource things very, very easily. And there's a lot of other areas as well. So and, at, oh, go ahead. No, and also, you know, what we do with Turn Knowledge to Profit, I know I watch you all the time creating activities and um, different projects that people can share and presentations and for many people creating that takes a lot of energy and it's just not their expertise so again what you can do in an hour might take someone a full day to do so it's really important to understand what people can do to support you and also 
what the actual cost is because when someone gives you a price you need to understand what's it going to take in your time to do it which is often a lot more expensive it is but you know just remember that um, we're in the outsourcing era and i can guarantee you for just about anything that you don't want to do you can easily find someone else who just loves to do it and that's their expertise and they'll do it way faster and way cheaper than you. So that's really the idea of, of scaling your business is first um, find a way to leverage your own process, your own time so that you can provide it to a lot more people without spending more hours and then look at those things that you can outsource and then outsource them. I, I agree. And I'm going to challenge everyone to go to our Facebook page at Turn Knowledge to Profit. And under today's episode, share one or two things that you're doing that you see you might be able to use to scale your business. What are some of the things that you're doing over and over again that you can actually put into a system and leverage your time? You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for our future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.